What's up, motherfuckers? You ready to get spooky? It's Pod from the Fog. We got back with another episode uh, talking about some Halloween Horror Nights 32 updates. It's this year, baby, 2023. Uh, and we're also going to touch on an old house, just kind of get the uh, the hype rolling. We're talking about Dead Man's Wharf and Dead Man's Pier Winter Wake. Uh, going to change things up a little bit. Uh, for Instead of going our, our usual updates around the parks, we're just going to be talking about Who the fuck Halloween Horror Nights stuff. Yeah, theme parks. Fuck it. Roller. I I think every roller coaster on the planet should be burned down. Air Grover sucks. Air Grover sucks. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we're we're talking about Horror Nights Day because you know, uh, you know, the day usually season. usually we're- you know it's Thursday releases. They get everything out on Thursdays. You know, no, 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 no. The, two weeks ago, Friday, because Luke was off for a week. He's back. I'm back. Um, I was in Georgia. But, you know, he's gone for a week, and uh, right before he left, uh, on a Friday at noon, they decided to just, you know, give us the big dump, as I call it, because it's the big dump of everything else that we don't fucking have. We got literally 75% of this event in one day at 5 o'clock at noon. I'm at work, and my phone's blowing up, so I look at my watch, and I'm like, why is it blowing up? And everyone's like, Horror Nights, Horror Nights. And I'm like, oh, what's going on with Horror Nights? Thinking, like, oh, we got monsters, because that's what's expecting next. No. It was everything. I mean, Every we did get monsters. Thing. No, yeah, but I expected like just <laughs> one drop, not the fucking rest of the event. Yeah. Um, like, uh-huh, guess what, bitches? Which there's actually some surprises for me, so that's really interesting. Uh, I it's kind of hard for me to be surprised because of uh, stuff. Um, I think it's gonna be a good episode. I think it's gonna be a lot of uh, hype. Like this is like the real words. We're gonna. I mean, we're talking about our hype because this will come out right before Horror Nights, more than likely. Um, I'm gonna probably try to push this one as fast as I can. I have everything else like in the pipeline, almost done, ready to be edited and ready in the pipeline. But this is like actually. I, wish I like, was in the pipeline. I still haven't gotten to re- uh, ride that yet. Uh, oh my god! So my girlfriend was like, this. "We could uh, sidetrack on this." Uh, my girlfriend's like, "Hey, do you want to go ride Pipeline uh, for your birthday?" And I was like, "No, not really." And she goes, why? I said, because SeaWorld's fucking hot, and they put no shade in that area. Yeah, that area's got nothing. And she went, oh, never mind. Let's go to Disney, where there's actual AC. And I'm like, I literally can just do the Tiki Room, and then go to Haunted Mansion, and go eat Skipper Canteen. We're good to go. Um, And it... But, like, I'm it's so crazy. I I bought my Horror Nights ticket today. I bought my freaking Fear Plus. No Express, because I ain't that fucking rich. Um... And like we're we're two weeks away. The only thing I have to do is uh book or I I literally gotta call her hotel and book it tomorrow. So that's it. Other than that, we're ready to roll for a fucking opening weekend. Um Hell yeah. I will be recording from inside the park. I will probably be using my phone and uh record some snippets here and there um from inside the park and then probably just throw together an episode uh where I uh do some like uh in house audio from here and be like, Hey guys, this is your early listening of my early first reviews and then We'll have a review episode after that. Um, but let's talk about what's going to be at the event. Starting with The Exorcist Believer, the one we got the trailer for. Um, the trailer showed a guy jogging in a quote-unquote park, aka if you recognize the landscape, it was the pathway to the Hard Rock Hotel. It was the jogging path there. Um, it's a little fun thing is I like to do whenever they put out a a uh trailer for these houses it's either soundstage based or it's going to be actually on the premises of universal orlando so like last year the weekend trailer was in the bathrooms outside the park by the 
will call kiosks for Universal Studios Florida. I literally spent the entire season trying to figure out which bathrooms it was. It was a problem because my brain couldn't rest with that idea that I didn't know. Um, and then he found he saw the symbols on his uh, I think it was his smartwatch. He saw his symbols on and then of like the uh, spooky symbols that we've been seeing all season. And then a three eyed doll appeared. He grabbed it and saw girls laughing maniacally and he was strapped to a chair and then he was back in real life and uh we pick up from the uh podcaster trailer uh saying the legend is real and uh then you hear her say something else like noting she's okay because it's after the trailer we assume so it's good to know nobody died this time around but of course we don't have the big event trailer which usually they like to kill all of our main core cast, like at least they, they did last year. So who knows? We might not have anybody surviving this one again. But The Exorcist Believer is going to be a house inspired by Universal Pictures, a terrifying new horror film from Blumhouse and Morgan Creek Entertainment in theaters Friday, October 13th. The Haunted House will unleash an entirely new level of terror to Halloween Horror Nights. In this new chapter, guests will be transported to a bustling street street market in haiti for an innocent purchase of a strange folk doll with three eyes leads to an opening of a demonic portal the waking of sinister spirits and the subsequent disappearance of two 12 year old girls in the united states the girls are found three days later with no memory of what happened to them after the girls begin uh exhibiting unsettling signs or exciting behavior it soon becomes clear that the only only an exorcism can save them and Everyone who comes in contact with them, including our unwitting guests, is suddenly at risk of losing their souls. Uh, are you excited, Luke? No. I, I don't I, care I, about The Exorcist. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to... Obviously, I'm going to go through the house, right? Yeah, yeah. But Give my thing is, I'm, going, shake, I'm but... going on on September 1st. The movie comes out a month and 12 days later. <laughs> If this spoils the movie for me, <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an issue. Ain't do it? I have any pro- like? Do I need to go see this movie then? Like, if I get the resolution of like, you are exercised, then why the fuck am I like? Hey, if I hear the music though, like that's all I care about is realistically hearing that damn music. Like that's all. Um, do you think we see Reagan as like a like a opening scene like maybe right we see reagan exercise as an the opening girl scene from the, the first movie right yeah 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 I, I don't know man i don't know shit about the exorcist i mean the first movie is actually really good i'll say I've that heard the first one's really good i just there's very little that interests me um uh cinematography wise it's like like i think it's honestly the one of the very few I know series it's i a have classic i just very soft spot for it yeah I have a very, like, even some of the really shitty sequels. Like, Exorcist 3 is one of my favorite fucking movies. No, I I know that in The Exorcist, uh, the main character is supposed to be a Greek guy, uh, but he's played by an Irishman, so I'm already a little wary to go into that, you know? I see, oh, I see, I don't know shit about the casting, minus, like, <laughs> Reagan's, like, the girl that played Reagan was like, nah, fuck this, I'm done acting after that movie. Um, the trailer for this movie dropped, like, two days before, and... I personally, um, it was, it's a movie trailer. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not really excited. I think it's definitely like just something I'm like, I'll go through it. I'm probably going to avoid it most of the season because I generally don't care. Yeah. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, hold on. Speaking of things I don't give a shit about, uh, we've oh, got we're Chucky. In uh, this sounds like so much fun. Chucky. Uh, the house's name is Chucky. Ultimate Kill Count. Uh, C-U-K-C, which is be really funny if they just made the abbreviation for this house Cuck, but apparently... I mean, that's what us that. Horror Nights fans are going to call it. Calling it Cuck, yeah. Um, it's, it's inspired by the TV show rather than the movie. Um, the USA and sci-fi series. Chucky Ultimate Kill Count casts this killer doll as the star of his very own haunted house for the first time. I believe the website uh, describes it as him having hijacked a house. Uh, yeah. Which is um, interesting. Um, yeah. He's, he has been mired in the agony of disrespect he feels from his peers at not being taken seriously and begins a quest to turn his haunted house into a living slaughterhouse by killing everyone who enters. I love I, this idea. It, it's it's another thing where I listen. I know Child's Play is a a horror classic. I have not seen it. I don't have any real intentions of seeing it. I don't care. <laughs> See, I like the Chucky movies. Like all the Child's Plays, I really fucking like. I mm-hmm. I mean, I really like these how these uh movies. And with this house, I I have not like every time I try to get into the show, I get fucking bored. So like. I was like, God, if I had to slog through this fucking house... The show's it, like a comedy, isn't it? I mean, Chucky's a horror comedy, so... Um, and it's very meta, in a way. Yeah. Um, so I was really wanting... Because, like, the past two times Chucky's been at the event, in the 2009 house, and then in the 2018 Scare Zone, I have loved his stuff. It's It's been super good, it, but it's kind of called it... I called it, the, like, the Chucky HH, hhn universe because it's kind of like his own singular story in the HHN world. Completely separate from the rest of <laughs> so Nights and I wasn't looking forward called? to the idea of we're walking through a TV show. Because A, I didn't want to sit through two, fucking two seasons of the TV. I will probably watch a child's play like two or three um, to get like, reacquainted with my character that I generally don't pay enough attention to, I feel like. Um, but I love this idea that he gets meta and is like, dude, my fucking haunted house sucks. I'm the fucking laughing stock of this event. Let's start <laughs> yeah. killing these of guests. And like, that just sounds like fun to me. Like, and especially because if it's going in the Fast and Furious location, which where it's rumored, it's a perfect, like you have that first little segment in uh, inside the queue and then you go outdoors and then you go into the rest of the house. Like you could have that middle break where he goes, ah, fuck this shit. And it's like, it, it could be really interesting, and it'd I think it'd be funny if they try to actively make it bad for the first half. Oh, I think it's I think it's <laughs> going to be like weirdly not the greatest, and then it's going to kick in high gear. Yeah. Um, I expect to see a lot of puppetry. I'm really excited because I like seeing puppetry. Puppetry in Horror Nights is like kind of like interesting and really unique because like it's either works really well or it god awful. I hope it's the the really really well one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is uh, Universal Monsters Unmasked. Lurking 60 feet beneath the bustling streets of the City of Lights, the dank catacombs of Paris house a much darker secret. In the all-new Universal Monsters house, guest, uh takes guests down into the infamous burial grounds where every corner and crevice overflows with millions of skeletal remains and even more sinister secrets deep within the catacombs Universal's most notorious creatures, the Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, 
Dr. Jekyll and his deranged alternate personality, Mr. Hyde, and Jack Griffith, aka the Invisible Man, also lie in wait as they bide their time and seek vengeance against the guests after the opening of the catacombs and the public visitation. Despite these dangerous fiends, they've all become filled with rage against towards guests navigating the twisted tunnels of their underground labyrinth home. It is here in the darkness where they all, they hunt these trespassers and where they, the sounds of guests' screams will go unheard. I am fucking excited. I know. <laughs> we get my two favorite monsters in can general. I, can I say, I think it's very funny that the Phantom of the Opera is considered a movie monster. Like, he's just some he guy. <laughs> he's the first monster. Yeah, but he's uh, just a dude. <laughs> I mean, he is and isn't like he, he fucking abducts people and kills them and like he it's, hunks it's, somebody. It's it's like it's like considering uh, Patrick Bateman a movie monster. It's I think just he a is. Guy. <laughs> I think he is. I mean, Norman Bates is, and Norman Bates literally just has yeah. split personality disorder. Like, I think these people are still monsters because they do very heinous things. Um, I, I think like Phantom of the Opera obviously is like a very much monster, and especially because the redesign of, um, redesign of the month of him in the 2019 house was super good and like he had like this like devil mask that he took off and the devil mask like looked super cool i think like his redesign was much needed i don't it's not like your white half mask that you see everywhere mm-hmm. it's it's actively a redesign and like a lot of these monsters are redesigned um the picture for this house has me even more excited because a you have this gross grotesque looking uh phantom holding out his mask you see quasimodo I mean, he looks like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. He's a bumbly, hunched over mm-hmm. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. A very uh, unfortunate figure. The Invisible Man is in his robes. In the 2018 house over in Hollywood, we got to see the Invisible Man. We have never seen him on our coast, but they had him once over there. And he was in a blacklight room. I swear if we have that same setup type style, I'm going to lose. Like, I will be recording the moment I see them. Like, oh my god, oh my god. Because I fucking loved it. And I love his laugh. His laugh is like crazy and funny all at the same time. And I love it. Um, he's actually my favorite monster, hands down. And Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I'm just very excited to see him in general. Like, I want to see if we can get a transformation scene. Because, like, he is a very interesting monster. Because um, he is technically two characters while still being one. Um, so I want to know how they're going to do that. Obviously, setting-wise, we're probably going to see the Opera House. That sounds awesome, um, because that goes down into the catacombs. Uh, you're obviously going to see the catacombs. I would definitely see where St. Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame might be a bit iffy. I, I mean, know, I, I, think I know they have uh, the We've done Notre Dame. Like, it burnt down. <laughs> not all of it. A good portion of it, and it's still not It's only the back, back corner. It's only the back corner that burnt down. Yeah. Um... I don't know. The, I mean, you, Universal's team went out to Paris. Uh, creative team went out to Paris recently, uh, within the past year and a half, to research for this house. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and so I would say we're definitely going to see inside Notre Dame because I got good reports that they probably went to Notre Dame. So I bet you we're going to see some of Notre Dame. I mean, we saw inside the bell tower in the 2019 Monsters House. We were up in the bell rafters. And Quasimodo used a bell and was like on a rope and jumped down at us. And it was super effective. I think it was like one of the most unique scares in that house. Oh, that must have fucked up that guy's knees. Uh, he landed on pads. He's, he was fine. I'll take your word for it. 
but I wouldn't. Do I, that. I was an actor in that house. I've, okay. I've walked by it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very, very excited for this house. Um, it honestly, it's the four monsters I have been clamoring for. As much as I want to see Gilman, um, these these four are my 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 real true children of the monsters group. As much as I love Wolfman, I, I really like these four are my babies. Onto the originals, Luke, and yeah. we're going to start off with a very so, strong one for you. Oh, yeah. Darkest Deal. <laughs> and the Mississippi Delta blues musician Pine Straw Spruce meets at a crossroads with a diabolical entity known as the Collector to make a deal. His soul for musical glory. Uh, Guess will witness his big break performing for a crowd before the Collector drags him to Hades with the other musicians who learn the terrible price of fame in the darkest deal. Obviously, it's been on the whole uh, crossroad demons, crossroad demon type thing with, uh, uh, was it, I believe Robert Johnson was the uh, guitarist who was said yeah, to Yeah, I think have, that's what you said. Yeah. It was Robert Johnson. Um, um, so it's very interesting to see this come to life in Halloween Horror Nights because God knows there's plenty of movies about it, you know? Yeah, and what I find amazing about this house so, is so the, on uh, the Univer- oh, Discovery Universal podcast, mm-hmm. they said we're taking place of the band members that he is playing ooh, with. Ooh, ooh, I like that. So we are his, like, close, we'll say close friends, watching him fall deeper into this hole Listen. until he ends up in hell with us probably going with him. And <laughs> We're collateral damage, man. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> Thanks, Pine Straw. I... Hades has been a place we've been to before. Like, Hades is a realm. Yeah. So I am very interested to see if it looks similar. Kind of feels like they're they're trying to actively avoid the whole uh, make a deal with the devil thing. I have a feeling who the collector is. Is it and Satan? I, no, I think it's uh, one Mister Oddfellow. Uh I feel like he has his hands in every single house this year, minus the IPs. But I don't have confirmation on that. Minus one house. We know he's in that one. So um, I'm very excited for this one. I think visually it's going to be a very fun. I mean, facade wise alone looks amazing. We've seen like parts of the facade. um, Yeah. And like bio reconstruct again. I feel like we're shouting out uh, bio like every episode now, but he just because like he's just up in the air all the time. Yeah. Yeah. and it's not even just bio. Like, there's people that go to the animal actor stage, and yeah. they don't watch the show. They just take a picture of the facade and leave. <laughs> like, I mean, like you can. Like, I, there's no stopping you to do that. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm more interested in the Hades part than anything else um, because we have been to Hades before, and I want to see like if it's similar. Um, but I also want to see if the, if my hunch is right. If the collector is actually Oddfellow. Um. But yeah, uh, next up is going to be Yeti Campground Kills, the uh, sequel or spiritual sequel to Yeti Terror the Yukon. In the 1950s campground, a group of towering, terrifying Yetis are running rampant, ripping apart campers, rangers, and anyone else who gets in their way. Guests must flee through the campground into the cabins, to the bait shack, and even an outhouse in hopes of making it to the ranger's tower before it's too late. I am extremely excited for this one. It this sounds, is going to be so much fucking good. It sounds so schlocky, and I love it. They have they have stayed this is our comedy house of the year. Good, good. 
Um, So, like, this is going to be a house I am very, very excited for. I think it's going to be super fun and super awesome. Mm -hmm. The Yeti design, I've always liked the Yeti design when it was in Case Files, when it was in uh, Yeti Terror of the Yukon, and when it returned back for Yeti over in Hellblock Horror. I've always liked the design of their Yetis because it's more, like, comedy-based. But even, like, then, like, Yeti Terror of the Yukon was supposed to be more on the comedy side of the event. And uh, it had some of the best kills I've ever seen at a Horror Nights house. Like, they had one where a Yeti walked behind somebody and, like, put his hand through this, like, I think it was a puppet. But, like, my brain always remembers it actually being an actor. And, like, maybe the actor, like, moved aside or something and his hand went through this, like, puppetry. And it was awesome. It was super cool and awesome. And it looked like the Yeti punched a hole through him and was like clawing at you. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I need. I just mean, need more of that. That, that goes bring pretty that hard. <laughs> so yeah, Yeti Terror the Yukon is amazing. Uh, it, and like, I wanted a uh, a tie back to like maybe the door scare because that would just be a really fun one. Like the Yeti busts into the cabin and like runs at you. That'd be really fun. Um, I think this house can be also uh, very disorienting because they use the mirror trick with the trees to then like make the trees go on forever if it's in a sound stage or even dope yeah i mean super cool it's super simple like a lot of like your i I don't even call them parlor tricks but a lot of the tricks that we use for special effects inside horror nights houses are really just super simple yeah um i mean that's just special effects in general like simplicity works yeah i mean we'll, we'll be talking about that come whenever it gets time to talk about special effects inside haunted mansion but like it the simplicity of some special effects that's like just like two mirrors with like sets in between is so simple but it works so well they do it they did it in um multiple houses they've done it in a lot of houses and the first house that i remember them doing it in that i can like actively remember uh like this effect like actually making me feel like i was lost in the forest was actually with the first time the yetis appeared in swamp yeti in slaughter cinema uh it's a very small room it was just a u-turn room but i was generally confused when i was like touring that room with the lights off for the first time mm-hmm. uh well speaking of lights out uh there's there's a a, a moon here blood moon blood moon dark offerings uh Colonial era villagers begin to worship the moon obsessively. Uh, when the blood moon rises at their fall festival, they take it as a sign that they must hunt down any non-followers within their village. Guess who's a non-follower? You. Uh, guests will try not to become part of the sacrifice as they gather body parts to form a grisly offering in blood moon dark offerings. I kind of, I, I kind of think this one's going to be cool. I'm gonna fuck with this house so much. Yeah, little, uh, I, I like it's gonna whole... be like gory. I bet you it's gonna be like dark and like almost Plymouthy. Yeah, um, I like the whole very Roanoke. Like, uh, uh, yeah, colonial horror thing. Well, Roanoke is just white. Oh, uh, there's a house called Roanoke. Oh, okay. I was talking about how. Yeah, the the for the for the record, uh, the the Roanoke myth is based on incompetence of a governor and white supremacy. So, um, but this I don't know. I read this and I was like, oh, is this gonna be like colonial horror? Like witch? Uh, fucking I, I think this is pretty pretty cool it might be pretty, i'm, I'm pretty really neat. excited for this yeah. um and also like blood moons can be really cool you can have some really cool visuals with that yeah just um, red lighting i my gut says we're not going to get on but i would love to see like a fucking werewolf in this house Ooh, that would be fucking sick right like you're going like, towards the end of the house dope. like the the 
like there's maybe a curse going on or some shit like that that they're not talking about and like all of a sudden a werewolf fucking ravages them it'd be <laughs> yeah. fucking sick um but also let my like mind kind of was if there was a werewolf it would be advertised a bit more you know i don't know they like to keep some secrets maybe um yeah i the next one is the greatest thing ever made uh dueling dragons choose thy yeah. fate uh, Let's the great no! <laughs> wizard Merlin has transformed into the enchanted oak, leaving a power vacuum. When two warlocks invade his castle to steal a spell book, they are turned into dragons of fire and ice. Now guests are caught in the middle of their battle and are forced to choose a path and a victor. And, but beware, no one ever knows who will win. Let's fucking go! Yeah! <laughs> oh, I... Fantasy horror, let's go! Fantasy horror. It's based on dueling dragons. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's literally just a merger of like three things I just fucking love. This I, I feel like this thing is going to be absolutely slammed. Is the only issue. Oh no, I I don't give a shit. I will wait ten hours. Oh yeah, let's go. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, my biggest thing is the podcast, the Discovery Universal podcast. Uh, shout out to them, because they keep fucking... They, they dropped an episode the day of, and kind of gave us some hints about everything. They said there's four endings to this house. Four? Four endings. Woo! So, like, okay. can we pick red, but then blue wins? And then, or maybe, like... It's gotta be... You pick, you pick like, red, is there different red wins, paths? Because they said there's four blue. paths, I yeah. should say. Okay. Um, I don't know. It seems, like, super cool. And then, like... I don't know. I've done something like that before where it's just like a choose your own adventure, I guess. Uh, There's been houses where you choose like your path, but like usually those stop, like it's like they stop those after like opening week, two weeks, maybe two weeks. Um, It fucking sucks that like I really hope this house is, is like stays in its purest form because I am so fucking excited and I just want to see everything. Like my three nights on opening weekend, I will probably do this house at least four times. Oh, I'm sure. I expect to hear all about it. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I, I haven't decided this on my opening night, like, what I'm opening with. I think I might open with Monsters. Um, I, I might have to play to the girlfriend there and open Monsters. But my gut says, no, Keith, you got to go fucking over there and just run to the dragons. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about our yeah. last house? Yeah, I, I guess. Dr. Oddfellow, Twisted Origins. Uh, in the 1930s Dust Bowl era, guests won't be able to resist going inside Dr. Oddfellow's menacing menagerie of twisted oddities, where they'll encounter grotesquely distorted animals and freakish fiends. In Dr. Oddfellow Twisted Origins, the price to enter this creepy caravan is steep as souls feed his immortal power. Lore, 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 <laughs> lore, lore. I'm so fucking excited for this house, man. It's insane. Um... So Dr. Oddfellow is the one that killed Jack the Clown. Yes, I, I believe you've mentioned that before. So Unless I'm, I'm really, just completely mixing maybe, things Maybe, I mean, it could have been in private conversations, yeah. etc. Um, but I want to see him kill Jack in the house. Because Jack died in the 20s or 30s. They can just say, hey, he died in the 30s. Give us, give us like, hey, he died in the 30s. Cool. Um, but also, like, hey, this is our first per, uh person of color icon because he is considered an icon this year as we're about to go into as he has has his hands in everything everywhere and it's amazing um i i'm so fucking excited because like uh yeah he's gonna be black um 
I am so fucking excited. Like that, and like not only is he just the person of color, with re- representation is amazing. Um, I mean, like the fact that all brides are Frankenstein's and the bride of Frankenstein lives were black were amazing. I love to see that Universal as a whole, or I would say Horror Nights as a whole, has starting to expand into more just ways. Um, they had every single actor who worked in, or I don't know if it's every single actor, but most actors who worked in Chupacabra actually spoke uh, Spanish or or Hispanic. Um, I know the worker who made that was Hispanic. So like they're making strides to make so much more. And not only that, we're back in an icon year, baby. I'm so fucking excited. I love having an icon because it gives me something to latch onto that isn't just a house that I really like. It gives me like a feel to an event. Um, we had that last year with the Pumpkin Lord. Um, and now we have it now with Oddfellow. I'm so fucking excited. Uh, just to just to be back in that like type of event. Like it, this feels like an old school Horror Nights year. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. It doesn't feel like an anniversary year or a big year. It feels like a old school Horror Nights year. Um, and we're going to start off the scare zones with Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror. Dr. Oddfellow will lure, lure guests into Halloween Horror Nights with his promise of immortality as he lifts the veil on, of, on all the horrors to come. They'll soon realize they may not be able to survive the night. That's cool. It's going to be an introductory zone. I hope he's like barking at people as I'm mic'd and he's not like uh, pressing triggers. I hope he's like actually mic'd and talking. Um, like ushering us in mm-hmm. like old actors used to. Yeah. And there's also, of course, Keith gives me this one, uh, dark Zodiac. Dr. Oddfellow has entered a dark dimension to harness the power of the Zodiac and live forever. Uh, given the amount of other stuff, it seems he's successful. Uh, he twists the signs into malevolent beings who foretell one's doom as his star rises. Yours falls. I am not excited for this zone. Yeah. Well, we'll, We'll touch on this stuff more when we talk about our, uh, we're, we're ranking our favorites if we haven't mentioned that, our, what our, our hype yeah, list. Yeah, we're doing our hype list, so yeah. So we'll touch more on opinions later, but, um, yeah. I think this zone can be really interesting uh, as a lore perspective because the Dark Zodiac is what gave Oddfellow his immortal powers. So, for me, it's not, like, I'm excited to see the zone. You're excited for the lore. I'm excited for the lore, and also... The sets are coming on. They look pretty cool. Okay. Kind of here for them. Uh, the next one is going to be, and we're going in order of which way you are supposed to walk through the park. So um, I actually flipped two of them, but it's fine. Uh, I will retroactively tell you guys, hey, this is how we're supposed to walk through this. The, the last two. Um, the next one is Jungle of Dune Expedition Horror. In the 1920s, Dr. Oddfellow ventured deep into the darkest jungle, performing horrific experiments on nature. Now his monstrosities creatures are running amok and on the hunt. I this was a house in 2003 in the Jurassic Park Triceratops encounter okay. area, and it it was a house. Um, it, it had some um imagery that would not be okay today. I should say that much. Was um, it racist? I wouldn't say racist, but it skirts the line of like it was racist. <laughs> no, it, it skirts the line of like, is that type of imagery okay? Like, it's like people in loincloth shooting people with darts and like beheading people. Like, it, it was like it's kind of skirting the line of cannibal stuff, right? Holocaust and stuff. Yeah, it's it was very cannibals. I'm personally, I've, I like Jungle of Doom. Like, my memories of Jungle of Doom were really good, but I was also like seven. Yeah. Um, 
I'm really excited for his zone. The zone look wise so far from our sets we're seeing uh amazing the spiders from bugs in alive came out today and got put up on the I did trees see those, yeah and uh i that's just amazing because i get to see my baby spiders i loved every time um yeah what's the next zone next one is uh peace love and blood sucking bro vamp 69 summer of blood at a 60s music festival in a small new york town Guess we'll jam to popular bands with fellow concert goers until Dr. Oddfellow unleashes vicious vampires on the audience and they're out for blood. I hope they actually have bands. Um, it looks like they have bands, and I guess supposedly one of the guitars up on stage right now was actually used in Woodstock. That's actually kind of insane. What the hell? Um, I was like, what? Okay, uh, so I have a lore problem with this. Mm-hmm. In the podcast, they said that one of the vampires, which Dr. Arfillo killed, is a character who was in the vampire houses, which means the vampire houses and vamp are connected. They're the same vampires. Mm-hmm. Neither of those vamp, those, those, I mean, vampires, all like all the vampires, ever, like all different kinds of vampires come together, but like they were more monstrous in a way. And Vamp is not that. And so, like, I personally, I've always said they're two different, like, sets of vampires. They were never, like, together, and now they are. And I'm like, shit, I don't like that. Because as a lore standpoint, I liked those two being separate, but this is just, like, me being nitpicky of my lore. Um, But, hey, uh, that's, it could be whatever. I mean, it could be kind of cool. I'm not excited for this. The 60s aesthetic is ugly. Um. Next up is Shipyard 32, Horrors Unhinged. Enter a 1940s San Francisco shipping yard full of mysterious crates and cages bearing Dr. Oddfellow's symbol, beware his nightmarish oddities, now escape, and spreading fear and chaos in their wake. Um, they said that we're going to be seeing old faces, old, old monstrous faces, and then we're going to also be seeing some new faces. Um, they're kind of hinting at the idea that Oddfellow has been here all along playing like a shadow game. And we might be seeing creatures which he influenced. Uh, I have a wish list. My wish list is really simple. Give me my my body collectors and my nightingales. That's it. Simple as that. Because he feels like a very very bloody person, and those feel very bloody and monstrous. So, uh, yeah, it works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for live entertainment, now we have. The Nightmare Fuel Revenge Dream, which just kind of sounds like a bunch of adjectives thrown together and nouns, if you ask me. Uh, but it's the they show... They dropped the word Halloween in front of it, at least. Yeah. <laughs> the show that sparked the darkest of dreams has reignited. Nightmares burn out of control as pyro and aerial performers fire guests up to the beat of metal and electronica. Uh, based on this, I'm fully expecting to hear Ramstein. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> it's bootleg Ramstein somewhere out there. Um, yeah, it, um, it's Nightmare, it's Nightmare Fuel. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of fucking fire being shoved in my face when it's already like 100 degrees out. Yeah, it's going to be a little too hot for, I mean, at least it's going to be nighttime, but. Uh, I mean, I'll it? be seeing. The average feels like in Orlando has been like anywhere from 120 to, my dad said it was 160 on a roof he was working on, so. 
you know, I, I don't know if a fire show is the best idea. Maybe a water show. <laughs> give some, give us like a, uh, yeah. Nightmare water. Revenge dream. You didn't get your cup of water when you went to bed. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, hell just, just go all in on, uh, shipyard or whatever, you know, just, just be like, Oh, look, the shipyard show or the, the, I mean, it's really close because shipyards in San Francisco and this is at the fear factor stage. Yeah. Just like, Get, let people cool off a little. It's gonna be hot. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be rough. But you know, I'm gonna go see it. I have a friend in it this year again, and so I will probably be taking pictures and everything like uh, I did last year. Um, I I don't know. I'm not excited that much. I think the music is of, the, of those. Uh, if you type in uh, H N Nightmares on Spotify, you can find shows playlist. The show playlist for 31, I really like the mix for that because it was mostly Nightmare Fuel. Um, and the mix was pretty good. Um, the second one, I kind of don't mind it. I like some of the songs more, but overall, like, it's not my favorite. Um, the group that should not be named is still not my favorite. I think their first year is better. I don't think these type of shows work in this stage. That's just where I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know what um, group you're talking about, and I feel like I shouldn't. Uh, I can tell you off air. I, okay. I, that's, a, that's a thing that I should not yeah okay. um some new uh, experiences and fear that are gonna be happening around the universal orlando's horror nights in the hotels and everything um so we're gonna go ahead and just hop right into the tribute store a really simple one uh the tribute store will be shopping uh you'll be shopping at the uh all the horror nights merchandise at the all-new tribute store located in the new york center of the park it's going to be a uh new york comic book shop and experience the tribute to terror by stepping into the pages of original terrifying horror comic books. Um, the poster or the, the receipt now or whatever, like the comic book over in um, the tribute store, the Jurassic Park one underneath the, the comic book that's there, uh, has the word Charlie McPherson on there. Uh, most people have no fucking clue who he is. Uh, old school horror nice people slash people ad- addicted to... Uh, Boris Schuster and his lore will know exactly who Charlie McPherson is. He is one of Bloody Mary's um, victims and the main protagonist of the Dead Exposure House and best friend to Boris Schuster. I'm really excited because if he has anything to do with this event, I could see it being really interesting for me because I would just live in the tribute store. I don't need houses then because I would just leave the tribute store, walk over to Endure Dragons, Go over to the jungle, go back to the tribute store. That's it. There's my triangle. I don't need anything else. Are they going to have the tribute store open during Halloween Horror Nights? They always do, yeah. Okay. It usually gets a really big line during Horror Nights. Um, but there's also times, like if you don't go during the weekdays, you sometimes don't always get that line. So, you know, just just play it by safely. And um, just remember, bring your patience. It's Horror Nights. There's going to be a lot of crowds. Um, uh, what's next, Luke? Next, we've got... Uh, the Dead Coconut Club. Guests can enjoy a drink at the Red Coconut Club as it will once again transform to the Dead Coconut Club, donning a new theme and menu. I feel like that's got to be the easiest, like, they're like, oh, how can we theme this for Halloween? Oh, uh. They kind of went dead. all out last year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean like, um, in concept, like, like how are we yeah. going to theme this for, for Halloween? Oh, uh, the, the, the Dead Coconut Club. Money, yeah. please. What's funny is. They opened up Dead Coconut Club last year, mm-hmm. and it was the first time it ever opened as like a special event uh, bar. And I got told by one of our managers, hey, we wanted to make 
um, X amount of money on opening weekend to see if we can keep it open the rest of the season. And they made that in the first three hours of the bar being open. Jeez. That money was a lot of money. Um, I, I don't remember the exact figure number, but I know it was like, I think it was like six, six or seven figures. In a few hours? Um, yeah. Jesus Because Christ. it's open. It's in City Walk, so you don't have to pay to go in. Yeah. So you just go in, grab a drink. Drink's $15. Boom. That's $15 plus tip. It. It racked up money. It racked up money. Okay. Wow. Good. Good for them. <laughs> the Peacock's Halloween Horror Bar will feature themed libations with an ominous nightclub vibe, photo opportunities, and more. I think this is what's going on behind Lombards, and I'm sad because my couches are not coming back. I love the the phrase "themed libations." I just oh yeah, I hope I love I hope the word libations good. in general. I hope it's good themed libations, but here's the thing. Last year, the greatest bar ever made to Horror Nights Kind mm-hmm. literally happened because it was you got your your Blinky Cup, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna go get a refill. You go to this bar and it's straight poured alcohol. It's not pre-mixed shit. And it was always doubles. For the price of eleven fifty, for the price of a refill, I don't think this is going to happen again. I think people are watching these now, and I think they realized we were doing that last year, and they didn't want to stop us because, like, it, it's midway through the season. Whenever we figure out we could do this, and here we are now with Peacock's horror <laughs> Halloween horror bar. I fucking hate this idea. See, uh, I, I, I think ominous nightclub vibe is a fucking what what is that what does that mean that sounds like a shit it means show they went oh you like the weekend last year we're gonna replicate that but out on the back of a restaurant i guess i don't think that's a great idea i'm sorry I, oh, the I weekend think, house was amazing well but like, i just I, I feel like a nightclub is already horrible hmm. enough as it is just to turn it horror is like why would i want to hang out in there yeah uh, i mean i'm not gonna hang out i'm probably gonna go in get some stuff and leave yeah okay well uh, we've also got some more stuff with hotels. Um, Universal Cabana Bay's Beach Resort has an exclusive Chucky's Twisted Playground Photo Illusion Experience, also based on the series. And the Universal Monsters Gallery of Legends photo opportunities will be in, I believe, all the other hotel lobbies? Yeah, it's going to be every single hotel lobby is going to have something. Okay. Um, so, uh, I think it's every hotel has a monster. Universal so, Command Bay is just getting Chucky. I think they're also going to get a monster as well. Okay. I, think every, I think everybody's getting a monster. I and then, have been um, meaning to go back to Cabana Bay for a while now because I absolutely adored that hotel last time I so stayed there. So. Um, and then uh, something that I couldn't find the actual like media type up, but I guess they're doing they're, they're doing a, a bar again. Uh, at, this was a lounge in the Cabana Bay, and it's going to be hosted by a Little Boo and the Pumpkin Lord. So cool. expect to see those guys uh, over at uh cabana bay it's cute um all right here's where i'm gonna get really negative guys i'm really sorry but it it, i just this event this one thing of the event i think is really shitty is the best way to put it um the taste of terror not the taint of terror as my notes say will offer guests an exclusive preview of select items that will be featured at halloween horror nights select nights from august 10th through August 26th, starting at $135.99. You get unlimited food and drinks for two hours. 
being including alcoholic drinks, you will also get to keep your freestyle cup and the blinky cup you get. And um I have pictures of everything that has been seen. Um there's also the menu on the notes. Have you looked at any of this, Luke? I I've I've taken a few glances, but nothing particularly intensive. So I think the food looks great. But you could have easily just said, hey guys, uh, we're opening the tents a couple days early to test out the kitchens of them. And not done this entire event <laughs> where you're making $135 a person. Originally it was 155 or 159 a person, so it was 160 I really don't like that idea. Um, it, just, it just does not feel right to me. Um, and, like, personally, I will never pay $135 to try some of the food. If you said everything that's going to be the event is going to be there, maybe. Yeah. And give me more than two hours. Why is there a fucking time limit on this shit? I'm eating food. Um, I feel like that's why there's a time limit. <laughs> I'm eating food. Yeah. I can't just be like... Like, I'm not, like, a crazy speed eater. Well, you've seen how fast I eat, so I... That's true. I feel like it's... They're they're kind of trying to rush people along to get more people in to pay more money to do that, you know? Yeah, it sold out today. Um, So, I mean, it obviously... It's successful, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I also think, like, today is the one day where it's gonna be successful because you have like, all your influencers and shit that's gonna be like, oh, oh I wanna go... Yeah. Yeah. The worst um, people, uh, they should probably be shot. Do we categorize as influencers since we do a podcast? No. Okay. Listen, influencers. Luke. I, I, I'm a raging alcoholic who likes to talk about roller coasters. I don't think that's an influencer. I mean, I think you are. I, I will fucking execute the both of us. Uh, Luke, what's going on at Hello Scream? Hello Scream. You see, he tosses the bush stuff at me like like table scraps. It's Orlando. Uh, it's Orlando, I suppose. Hell Scream Orlando announces Dead Vines, Narlin's Nightmare, which kind of feels a little bit racist. But I know that is also just how they pronounce New Orleans in New Orleans, regardless of race. Yeah. Narlin's. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I do love my, my Narlin's aesthetic, the bayou. Grew up on a small bayou, so. So, here's the only thing I can say. Like, I'm sorry this house happened to be in the same year. As the darkest deal. Yeah, that that kind of fucked it over. Because you're going to get compared, and I'm sorry, you can't compare these two houses, but you're going to get compared, and it's... If, if darkest rough, deal's man. good, if darkest deal's good, man, it's going to be a little rough one. Yeah. Um, but House Dreams Tampa has announced the return of The Witch and the return of The Forgotten. Cool, I don't give a flying fuck about either of those houses. Damn. You're lucky Nicole's not here. <laughs> I literally don't give a shine, flying shit about anything they've announced so far, minus that one uh, returning house Damn. that's over by Montu. The, the, why can I not remember the name of it? The good one. The really good one. Yeah, it's supposedly the really good one, yeah. but I don't believe it's really good. Sheesh. You guys hear this guy? Christ. Listen, I will listen, slander, because Eric Grover needs to burn. Listen, if, if, if anyone from SeaWorld Parks is listening... I do not share the opinions of Keith. Please uh, uh, give me money to go do stuff at SeaWorld. <laughs> Look, I've given up the dream and the hope because how much we fucking cuss of ever getting media passes yeah. to anybody. I'm not saying I need a media pass. I'm saying, hey, listen, 
I, I'll, you know, scratch my back. I'll scratch yours, man. Don't got to be media stuff, but I'll let, let, let me go do things for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's media, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ready to talk hype? Let's talk hype. All right. Uh, we're starting with zones. What's your number five? Yeah. Uh, well, just just to, for our for our, our, our dearest listeners, we're going to be talking about our, our favorite or our, our hype list of the scare zones in the houses. We're going to be trading off one and one, starting at our least favorite, and then going up towards our favorite. So I'm going to start us off with scare zones. My, I think you, anyone who's listened to the past three or four episodes can tell this was coming. I am not excited for Dark Zodiac. I do not care about Zodiac stuff. I think it's stupid and annoying. And this is just going to be stupid and annoying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it can be really interesting if they do it right. Because um, the creature's design over in Singapore was fucking cool. So, like, I'm pretty here for it. That? Sorry. I'm pretty here for uh, the creature design if it's the same as like uh, over in Singapore. Mm -hmm. But also like, hey, I don't know. It it can be um, it can be really bad as well. I don't know. I I'm pretty excited overall for dark. Yeah. Though why is um my number five is Oddfellows collection of horror. It's just, it's at the front of the park purely by stance. It's there as much as I'm really liking what's going up. Uh, I usually really hate these zones because it's the front of the park. Mm -hmm. I usually don't hang out in that area. And B, it's usually just really fucking crowded. And C, it's usually just a hodgepodge of fucking shit. Oh, that's like all the characters. I can just go to their zones and see their characters. But it'll probably yeah. be the place I take pictures of Dr. Oddfellow. So I'll probably hang out there a little bit. You'll probably be front and center there, right? Probably the best place to get pictures of them. I mean, it depends on where he's at. I don't know. Um, that little buggy that went up against uh, in front of the Universal store, uh, like yesterday, I think it was, or maybe today. Um, it, I feel like he might be in that. He can he could come out of that, which would be pretty cool. Okay. Um, what's your number four? Well, it's funny that we talk about collection of horror because that's my number four. Um, I I didn't even. <laughs> When when I went, which I believe was thirty, I didn't even realize the front was a zone. Um, uh, you had to walk through the arches unless you went down towards hack. If you unless you went right to case files and then uh, missed action. I, I don't remember. I just I don't I don't think I realized it was a zone. I was just like, oh look, there's things out here. Um, yeah, I mean, thirty was a weird year for zones because everybody was up on stages mostly. Yeah, I, I will say um, th that's not just the only reason. I just I I'm not excited for this. Um. We will see this come up later as well. I am just personally not a big fan of the whole like circus horror freak show stuff. I, I it just doesn't I, scratch I any itches for me. You know, I just don't. If this I, wasn't I fully acknowledge that it's popular for a reason and people tend to like it, it's just not for me. If this wasn't tied to Oddfellow. I definitely would be like, you know, see a kid. Like, it, it just like the carnival theme, I think, has also been played. We had the amazing uh, tw 2007 uh, year, the Carnival Carnage. Um, but my number four is Vamp 69, Summer of Blood. Oof. Um, 
I'm sorry, guys. Vamp kind of ran its course after 55 for me. I think 55 was uh, good. It was kind of lightning in a bottle to cast, but 85 wasn't that great. And anyone that says it is, uh, you guys got to go back to good scare zones um, because it, it really wasn't that great of a scare zone. Um, let's hope that Vamp 69 proves me wrong because if it does, that'd be really fun. But as of right now, it's definitely like my smack dab towards my bottom i i really if if it was purely out of like for photography reasons it would be number one uh, i think the vamps are gonna be super fun to, to take photography eyes um and settings i think it's gonna be colorful it's gonna be really bright in that zone hopefully unlike sweets like last year because sweets was just fucking dark i don't get it like the middle of that of that zone was just really dark um but yeah what is your number three my number three now is and this one felt a little little rough putting so low. Uh, shipyard. Because I, yeah. I think we've entered the point where we've exited we, uh, the point we're tied on my there. list. Okay. For me, we've exited the point where I'm not excited for them. And it's just, I am excited, but it's probably my least of these three that are up next. Um, yeah, I can get that. I, I love my maritime and nautical stuff. Um, grew up on the water. Uh you know, just love the ocean, love being on boats and whatnot. But shipyard could be anything. It could be from, oh, look, it's an actual pier. There's water themes to this is a bunch of storage crates or shipping crates. I mean, that's what it, it, setting yeah. wise, I think that's what it's starting to look like it's going to be. Yeah. But it's and also set not, in the San Francisco zone. Um, I'm yeah. pretty excited for it overall. It's I, I, I am excited for what it could be. Um, though I also fully acknowledge it just could be boring and nothing and, uh, look like there's a bunch of dock workers from New Jersey who are about to yell at me. I mean, it's going to be monsters there. We know that. I think they're yeah. going to be fun. I hope it's really unique. Are you monsters. saying that people from New Jersey aren't monsters? No, they kind of are. Um, <laughs> I've seen the Sopranos. I know what they're capable of. I'll go with my number two. Uh, you can chastise <laughs> me later. I kind of filled your whole, uh, uh, <laughs> no, there's not much to say. Yeah. Shipyard, honestly, because like I don't know what the monsters are yet. Once I know the yeah. monsters, I'll be fine. Um, number two is Dark Zodiac. As I said, I'm really fucking excited for the zone as a lore standpoint. Yeah. I'm really excited for the zone as a costuming standpoint, and I like that they're grouping all the zodiacs as in clusters of their elements. So like the fire group is together, earth, wind, or earth, uh water and air earth um, wind and fire do you remember no i don't because i haven't watched avatar first night of september oh shut the fuck up <laughs> um, but i'm really excited <laughs> for them clustering all these up because i could be like a really interesting um i'm really in I, i'm truthfully interested to see how Oddfellow plays in the zone more than anybody else um i want to see if we physically see the dark zodiac as like a character and he like he maybe murders them on like a stage that they roll out or something i i truthfully i just want to see where this goes like as a zone um i want to see what kind of story they the the people of the zone kind of build together because that's what the fun of a zone is usually is to build a story together mm -hmm. throughout the season um but yeah that's my number two what's yours Hold on, real quick. Do you think we're gonna have like six different odd fellows running around the park simultaneously? Uh, probably more than six, buddy. Yeah, I, I just picked a number out of my ass because uh, you have five zones. Yeah, and he's in every single zone, and then you have how many inside the house? God knows. 
That's uh, going to be really funny. Just a bunch of odd and, fellows who well, probably look completely different. my theory is right that he's in every single like original house. So then yeah. you're going to have him in. <laughs> he's in Dueling Dragons. Oh, I think he's one. Of the, I think he's one of the sorcerers. That would be so fucking weird, man. That would be funny. Oh, I would. I would be here for it. <laughs> Guess what? Retcon for Dueling Dragons. He's just a weird circus guy. I mean, in there now. they already retconned it. Like I, I've, yeah. I've already had to cry over the lore retcon. Anyway, uh, my number two, Jungle of Doom. Jungle of Doom. There's nothing really to say about it. It looks fucking awesome. Jungle horror is cool. It really fucking is. And uh, my number one is Jungle of Doom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I vibe with this fucking aesthetic so much. I don't give a shit. The fucking crash plane tail. Yeah. And that crash plane tail uh, says pictures on the back of it. It's the universal pictures plane from like the old black and white intro. I fucking like, oh, you tied it to your own company. That's so fucking niche. And I love it. <laughs> Oops. We accidentally killed our pilots. Um, Did you see the parachute they put up? I did not. There's like a, like a ripped up parachute in the trees. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. Um, like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead with your number one. All right, guys. My number one. Keith's gonna kill me for this, but uh, I, I, every, you, everyone should see this coming. Yeah. It's Vamp sixty nine. <laughs> Vampires are awesome. Woodstock is awesome. It's sixty nine, which is the funny number. It's the funny number, bruh. It's the funny number. I yeah. Um, <laughs> That's, so it's you funny. Know? I was like, okay, I was kind of expecting our bottom one to be the same. Or actually, I didn't expect that because I didn't. I for, I forgot yeah how much you hated Dark Zodiac. Um, but yeah, I expected our bottom one to be the same, but I, it's pleasantly surprised with our, like our first uh, hype list together, and it's actually pretty good overall. It's pretty so cohesive. Far. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> The one that we had together, I kind of assumed we were going to have together. Shipyard. Yeah. yeah. Shipyard um, could be either pretty cool or pretty boring, and it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be hanging out no matter what. Um, yeah. On our house list? You want to start off houses, because I started off Yeah, uh, number 10 for me is The Exorcist Believer. Yep. We're tied again. I have nothing to say. It's a fucking yeah. movie I haven't seen yet. How I, can I, I can't be hyped for it if I haven't seen the fucking movie. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I haven't seen the original movie. I don't care to see the original movie particularly. I, I, I know I'll probably have to see it at some point because it is a classic. But I would for the music alone. And like it's really yeah. performances like all around. So yeah, I, again, I know it's a classic. I know I really should get around to watching it at some point. I just don't. It's not a priority. It's not something I've been particularly interested in. The horror movies that I like tend to have something extremely unique about them, you know? Um, but it's, it's as a house, it's like, a okay. That's my nine, or that's my ten. Uh, you want to do your nine, then? <laughs> Big second, bud. Mm-hmm. 